Hello and welcome to the home for anime. I am your host, GPC, great podcaster Callie, and I'd like to welcome you back to the celebration of Kyoto Animation, also known as Volume 4. So everybody, well, not everybody, but a lot of American weaves have um, words that they mispronounce when it comes to their favorite or just any general anime. Well, here's my mispronunciation, and I'm going to be wrong the entire time, I'm sure, no matter which way I put it, but I really don't know how to pronounce this. Today we're going to be talking about Kanon. Canon? Canon? Kanon. Let's just say Kanon. Kanon is, of course, from Kyoto Animation, and it's actually a retelling and probably the definitive version of an adaptation of a visual novel by Key. So this is Kyoto Animation's second visual novel adaptation from Key, with the first being Air, and it has the added effect of being a kind of remake to a 2002 anime version of Kanon that was done by Toei Animation. So since this is done by Kyoto Animation, obviously, let's get it out of the way. Even for 2006 standards, it looks amazing, especially when you compare it to the 2002 version by Toei Animation, which, which of course, it's Toei Animation. You know, they have their ups and their downs. Not everyone can stay as consistent as Kyoto Animation. Oh god, I sound like a purist. I'm so sorry. Um, I I just really love Kyoto Animation. You know that thing where it's like, my kid is better than yours. Yeah, my studio is better than everyone else's. So, Kanon is a 24-episode anime that follows Yuichi Aizawa, who is a 17-year-old young man who has forgotten much of his past as a child. He returns to this town where he ends up staying with his cousin and his aunt. And he's just trying to piece together everything that happened from the last time he was there seven years ago. So first off, let's just get it out of the way. These characters are actually amazing. Um... Of course, Yuichi is probably the only exception. I mean, he's not a bad guy or anything, but he's just, like, really bland. He's, like, the stereotypical good guy who has kind of rude traits. He makes fun of people, but he does it in a jovial way, so you're not supposed to take him seriously. But there are some times where I was like, wow, I kind of don't like you, Yuichi. And then he gets really emotional really quickly. Which, I mean, same, but at the same time, cool your jets, especially because of some of the situations that you're in. Like, you, I'm not saying you have to be the rock, especially not at 17. But if you're going to be there for somebody, then, like, be there for them, you know? Because there are times where he'll get frustrated at the person because of decisions that they're making. Or because of the situations that they're in. And I'm like, dude, like, this isn't really their fault. So, again, 
cool your jets. But like I was saying, Yuichi stays with his aunt Akiko and his cousin Naiki. Naiki is adorable. She has this thing where she has a problem sleeping in. So she's just consistently tired, but she's also on the track team. So she's like stupid fast. She can run to school. She can run anywhere like immediately. It's incredible. The only weird thing about her is that she's actually had a crush on Yuichi ever since she was a kid. And when they are grown up, she still seems to carry that crush, which cousins but we're not gonna get into that well we might but we probably won't we we won't we won't get into that and then there's ayu who is this girl who's really short but she's yuichi's age and she loves taiyaki and she has a winged backpack that she's consistently carrying and i think ayu might either be my first or second i hate to say this but this is the only way to put it because the adaptations that kyoto animation made from key visual novels were all arrow gaze so like to say like love choice or love interest is probably the best way to go i use probably like my first or second favorite because she actually gets probably the most screen time so we get more development with her and She's actually pretty great. Her memory thing, like her memory issues that she goes through alongside Yuichi's were a very interesting contrast. And I thought that they just worked very well together. Plus, she's just extremely charming in her own way. And I just wanted the best for her, which... You know how, like, if you're you're a good person, you say you're a good person, of course you want the best for everyone. I, I'm not that type of person. Like, I, I, I genuinely, like, I really want the best for, like, the people that I like. And I want the best for Ayu. The third love interest is Makoto. Makoto? Oh, Makoto. Makoto is... One of the greatest tsundere's turned just innocent bystanders that I have ever seen in fiction. She was so great and she gave me a huge appreciation for foxes. I know that I said that Ayu is either my first or second favorite love interest and that's just because I can't pick between her and Makoto. Makoto is legit the only one of the main arcs that brought me close to crying. So you know the air actually made me cry. Kanan never made me cry, but the arc with Makoto almost made me cry, and that's the only time I can say that about any part of Kanan. So take that for what you will. This this anime is supposed to be a tearjerker. I, I didn't cry, which I'm surprised at. But Makoto's arc really got to me. Then we have Shiori, who is a first year in high school, but she 
does not attend classes because she tells Yuichi it's because she has a cold. Um, yeah, it's much worse than that. So be prepared because it gets really heavy. And I mean really heavy. I was very... Not so much shocked or disappointed. It's like I knew what was coming, but still I really... I just wanted Shiori to be okay because, like, she didn't do it. She, she was just so cool, and she just wanted to live her life. And I thought that was very admirable. And when you figure out some of her goals and ambitions as a character, like Shiori was just awesome. I was so proud of her for just trying to live her life. She is probably the one. That I was rooting for the most as a person. Not so much as a love interest for Yuichi, but as a person, I was just, I just consistently said to myself, Shiori, you deserve everything good in this world, and I hope that you are able to live your life to the fullest. This not cold thing, don't let it get to you, please. Because you are so much more than that. And I love you so much. You're great. And the fifth, and probably least compelling to me, is Mai. Who might come off as cold. Because she doesn't really have many friends other than her friend Sayuri. But she's, she's okay. She's cool. She fights demons, which is pretty metal, you know, demons, like, with an actual sword, so. Her arc is, it's okay. Like, I'm really trying not to get into, I'm really trying not to get in too deep about each of the arcs, because this is definitely something that needs to be experienced because again everything with kanon has to do with memory i would say and it's either because someone remembers too much or some people don't remember anything at all some people are the manifestations of memories and emotions, as are a lot of the events that happen throughout the course of canon. So, it's very much a show driven by emotion to the point where it's almost supernatural, which in itself is a really cool concept. To think that we are either so in tune with or so out of tune with our emotions and thoughts that they take on a form of their own or they dictate the way that we live our lives. And to see the different ways that that takes form was just really beautiful in a way. I mean, of course, I prefer Kyoto Animation's later animations just because of how they look to the earlier works, not the one from the 90s that 
we'll probably talk about one day. But the the 2000s, especially especially between this and Air, um, I haven't watched Lucky Star yet, so we'll see if it changes from there. But things like eyes and stuff that I had problems with in Air, they're the same here. But luckily, they are still... But luckily, the characters themselves are still very distinguishable. They each have their own quirks and personalities, and they're designed well enough that I could easily tell them apart, which is not something that you can say about every anime. And it's not just because of like the hair, but also, again, their personalities really do set them apart because they're not all these, yeah, gung-ho, or like, oh, I'm depressed. Like, they all have that moe factor going for them, but this is this is an extremely wholesome harem anime that has very few problems. And the biggest problem that I think I and several other people have with Kanan is very similar to a problem that I had with Air. And that is that once one of the girls' arcs is over, they are barely seen or mentioned or really thought of that much, which is, it makes sense in a way, but it also kind of sucks in another way. I think Makoto is the one who sticks out the most. She's the one who's thought of and referenced the most. And actually has another manifestation later on that I think is just really cool. So after her arc is over, Makoto is still very much part of the story. But when you get to Mai's situation, or when you get to Shiori's situation, they're semi-referenced, but they're really just kind of dropped. Naiki is staying with Yuichi, like they, they live in the same home. So of course she's going to be an integral part of the story. And Ayu is... It's, it's hard to say this without spoiling it, so just bear with me. I, I'm just going to have to say it. Ayu is probably more of a central character to Kanan than Yuichi is. Because Ayu is very much a part of every character's arc. And there is a definite reason behind that that actually didn't even hit me until I started recording this episode. So if Yuichi is the protagonist of the story... Ayu is very much the catalyst for the story, the entire story taking place the way it does. And it's really cool that we have this subversive play on roles because typically, especially in the 2000s, like early to mid-2000s, especially in the early to mid-2000s, you really had this 
kind of boom of, oh, we're going to focus on a lot more male-centric characters. But then you would have shows like Princess Tutu and Michiko and Hachin that were in the sense of we're going to focus on portraying powerful women. And Kyoto Animation kind of tricked everyone into thinking that Yuichi, even though Yuichi is seen as like the problem solver, he's really not the central character in the show. And again, that's not to focus on the moe factor of, oh yeah, every single girl is like cute and every single girl is just there for their individual plots like no every girl is there because they have a reason to be there and i guess you could say it's yuichi's fault but it's all because of ayu and not in a bad way like i cannot stress this enough it's not in a bad way that Ayu is able to pull everything together and how all dots lead back to her. And really, I would have to say Ayu, between this and, of course, Air is the only one I can draw comparison to because I haven't watched Clan Ad yet, my favorite female protagonist between her and the protagonist of Air. Both of them. Yeah, both of them. Wow. I also do have to say, they did keep one aspect from Air that was kind of cute, but also they really ramped it up. So if you'll remember from Air, Misuzu had this habit of saying gal a lot when things kind of weren't going her way. It was like a little catchphrase. Um, it was almost second nature at a certain point. Well, instead of just having one character have a little catchphrase, now we have two. So Ayu is very much in the habit of saying ugu, and Makoto says which makes a lot of sense really when you get more into her story but yeah instead of one character making noises we now have two yay it's really not that bad it's just i found it to be interesting that they decided to do that again and with an additional character so with two instead of one a two for one deal because you get two characters in one anime an anime that is significantly longer and by that i mean 11 or 12 more episodes longer which actually fixes my main gripe with air kanon doesn't waste any time with its story and that's why i think it's superior to air and it also dedicates more time to completing its story so there are more 
quote-unquote love interest because there were a few in air but there are significantly more in Kanon. So of course you're going to need more than 12 or 13 episodes to flesh out the story. But I really did not like how in air there was that, oh, we've got to spend two or three episodes going back into the past to try to make something that doesn't make sense make even less sense. But with Kanon, we go back and forth between past and future and it is done extremely well it's very coherent because you can tell when they're teenagers and when they're kids and it's it's just really never jarring because there's always a reason to go back and the way that they do it is just very well executed whether it be in the form of memories or more times than not dreams which dreams are harped on a lot during the show and yeah i'm just very impressed by how they handled that and that they were able to give this a longer runtime because this really did need 24 episodes and i wish that air had gotten a similar treatment or at least more than 13 episodes to develop its characters more because the more that i think about it even after i recorded my air episode i really wish i had gotten more time with all of these characters because air just went by too quickly it took me about a week to finish kanan and it took me i think three or four days to finish air and that was me going really slowly. I mean, I was watching maybe four episodes a day of Kanon. And I think that was also a much better pace to watch at. But when you see a 12 or 13 episode anime, you're like, I can knock this out in like a couple days. As opposed to a 24 episode one, I need to pace myself. And by pacing yourself, you do get more enjoyment out of it even though you're trying to be more patient one with your anticipatory skills you know this is how much time that i have to spend on this before i go to work or before i do this social engagement or whatever but also it tests your willpower because there are times where you're really going to want to go deeper into a story and watch more episodes but again, you have to take things like time management into consideration. And how much of this am I going to remember if I do it this way? So you really have to be careful about that. And this is just a cautionary thing. Because doing this celebration of Kyoto Animation has really altered the way that I watch anime. Because I want this to be the best project that I've done thus far. So, definitely watch Kanon slowly, and really just enjoy yourself, because this is a very enjoyable anime. There are sad points, but it has such a great ending. I mean, this is before Kyoto Animation made it a habit to 
start using movies to be finales for their bigger series, which, again, Kanan is an adaptation of a visual novel, so that probably wasn't going to be the case regardless. But they did a really great job here. And the way that everything was wrapped up, some people might say that it's convenient, but for everything that everyone had to go through, I just thought, wow, you really could not have planned this or executed this any better than you did. And I love it. This is great. Kanon, amazing anime. And I need to reiterate, Kanon 2006 Kyoto Animation, 24 episodes. Watch it, please. It's on Crunchyroll. I bought an ages-old DVD so that I could watch it, but it's on Crunchyroll now. So if you have Crunchyroll and you live in the U.S., please, please, please watch Kanon. And with that, I want to thank you for listening to another episode of the Celebration of Kyoto Animation because I am having a lot of fun, especially because I'm just able to think a lot more clearly now, and I really appreciate you guys hanging in there with me and just watching this transformative process happen. I am so grateful for all of you, and if you want to follow me, you can do so on Instagram at AnimeAlphaGoat. If you want to email me recommendations, you can do so at ouranimehome at gmail.com. And if you want to support what I'm doing, then please consider donating to the Patreon. For $5, you get to join the exclusive Discord server. You get access to an exclusive patron-only episode every month that you actually get to vote on. And it's a really great time. We have some really nice people in the Discord server, and I would just love to see more people there. We talk about anime, manga, music, life, and you can send me recommendations there too, and we can just we can just talk and hang out. So I really hope to see you there. And again, thank you so much. I just I love getting to do this. I love talking about anime and having people come back and talk to me about what I talk to you all about, if that makes sense. And with that. I am out.